When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Best Friend Energy. Hi. Are you going to say who you are? I'm Joanna. <laughs> this is my friend Clea. I feel like every week we really struggle with this. Just our names. I know. Hi, I'm Joanna. Hi, I'm Joanna. Uh, no, I didn't even get it right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm Clea. Okay. All right. Um, welcome to Best Friend Energy, where we tell each other stories, talk about things that are happening in the world. Joanna has some pop culture homework that we always check in Do, on. We talk about friends that we want to meet or friends that are already existing in our in our online life, in our real life, uh, all of it. And of course, you know, you guys are our friends too. So we want to hear from you. You can always call in and ask your questions to us on bestfriendenergypod.com. You can submit your organizing questions, life questions. I don't know if we're going to have answers for them. Yeah, we're not them. therapists. No, we're not therapists, but we'll try and answer whatever whatever you ask. So um, just think of it as an ask us anything and, uh, you know, we'll... We'll figure out if we have answers. We have a very special announcement. We've been having so much fun recording all of these episodes that we're now going to be releasing a second episode on Thursday's Best Friend Energy Unpacked. Okay, today on the show, we have our guest, Ashley Nicole Black, comedian, actor, writer. I mean, she is everything. Truly so talented. I I loved her for a very long time. She's been in so many of my favorite shows. She also writes for one of my all-time favorite shows in this entire world, Ted Lasso. Yes. So let me tell you, the World Cup has been on. Yes, it has. It has. And we were with friends this week who like wanted to watch it. So it was on the TV. And being such a big Ted Lasso fan, I thought potentially I could understand soccer. Right. Well, you're a fair weather like sports watcher. Well, because when I watch Friday Night Lights, I think that I understand football. And when I watch a foreign language film, I think I speak Italian. Right. You, so you if become I watch one with whatever. That's how I feel. Yeah. Right. So if I watch Ted Lasso, I'm like, I'm a soccer fan. Of course. Okay. So the problem with watching soccer. Like, I didn't follow it at all. As the game happens, yeah. it actually doesn't follow a narrative story arc. So <laughs> right. There isn't Ted. There, there isn't actually, like, you you don't see the coaches storm off or, you right. know, like, you don't see the Jamie kick right. the, You know, it's like, right. there are things I know Roy Blunt's about to, you know, it's yeah. like, so it's actually harder to right. watch it. It turns out it's not quite as interesting. It's not at okay. all. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't know who to root for. I know Brazil was on. I feel like Brazil you is mean, like. because Ted wasn't the coach. Or anyone I recognized. None of the actors, <laughs> none of the actors play in the World Cup. So I was like, I just feel like I Brazil is like the it's a it's the team that always wins, right? I, I do feel that way. That is yeah. So I mean, anyway. I also just to be clear, I know zero, less oh, than zero. I know less than zero too. Yeah. I knew that Brazil was yellow because there were a lot of people in the yellow shirts. Yeah. In the and I was like, let's just pick the winner. Let's just right. like pick the team. And you just assumed it would be Brazil. I I don't know. I assumed. who did win. I, I didn't even get that oh. far. <laughs> I actually think America was in one of the they, I, America. Yes. How formal? I mean, the USA. I don't know. Like <laughs> us? No, that's right. Marlo watched a little bit of it. You know, she's a soccer player. She is a soccer player. Yeah. Marlo could probably teach us a thing yeah, or two. She could. Um, what I do know, though, just from reading the news about the World Cup, is that Budweiser, I guess, was like a huge sponsor okay. of the World Cup. And then last minute, like, I think like really last minute, the 
the stadium decided that they weren't going to allow any alcohol. <gasps> yes. Which I don't even think... In America, do we even, again, so formal, but do we even have sporting events if there's no alcohol? No. No one would go. I, I think that's right. I mean, it's surprising that there's even an age that you have to drink at. Oh, I don't think there is a, in stadiums. <laughs> I think that they're just like, whatever, whatever you want. Whatever's in your cup. Whatever goes. Well, people are tailgating. Like, they drink before they even drink formally. Like, they drink right. informally first. Right. So there was no drinking at all. Right. And I think Budweiser was supposed to... I'm literally making this number up, okay. so please okay. don't don't fact check me. But it was like they were going to lose something like seven billion dollars <gasps> or something. I, I, again, I am literally making this number up, but I think I read something where it was an incredible loss to them. Aren't there contracts for those type of I things? I imagine yes. Like, don't they have big lawyers? But again, I think that things go wrong all the time and upside down all the time. Like, honestly, okay, the Ticketmaster situation yep. for the Taylor Swift right. concert, the whole Eras tour complete, utter disaster fail by Ticketmaster. Right. Why don't any of these people just ask us to help? Don't you just feel yeah. like if we had run the situation... That we wouldn't have everyone, these People, I feel like if we if we were able to organize Ticketmaster's situation, right, right, everyone right. would have tickets to the Eras Tour. I'm Pro positive. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. So what do you think, actually, where was the breakdown? For Ticketmaster yeah. or for the no, World Cup? No, no, no. We're past the World Cup. Okay. Ticketmaster, I think... I honestly don't know because we weren't asked. Yeah. <laughs> if we were involved, right. we would know. All I, but here's what I do know. Okay. Taylor Swift, Taylor Allison Swift has not performed <laughs> in four years. I know years. this has been stressing you out for a long time. I've yes. been really stressed because again, how is she going to fit all these songs into oh, whatever. So everyone gets on this online queue. Right. John has a lot of feelings about oh, this. Oh, I know. I was at your house when he was waiting. He was waiting in line on like, and again, I... He was. He had a lot of feelings. He's like, if you should have had to put in your code immediately before you get in the queue. He thinks, you know, John has yeah. theories like yeah, we do. Yeah, I know, I know. So John is like a whole deep dive about yeah, this too. Right, right, But he thinks that people are just like guessing numbers and like clogging oh. up. So you get in the queue hoping that you can like get guess an access code or something. Oh. Again, this is John's theory. I do not know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, this is, this is. I, I do not know if this is real or not. Yeah, okay. But John has many a thought on all this. Okay. And then you're in line for like nine hours. People have jobs. You have I to know. pick up your kids from school. No, I know. And everyone's child was like, the second they get in the car from school, they're like, did you get me Taylor Swift tickets? Like everyone's pissed. The kids are pissed. The parents are pissed. Everyone I know, it had to wait forever. It was just an insane situation. And then how many people actually got tickets? Two and a half million people, which by the way, is the amount of people that combined went to the Reputation Tour. So two and a half million people in a pre-sale. Wow. Not even, and then they had to cancel the on-sale date because it was just a complete Ugh, disaster. So stressful. So you know what I think? Here's my theory. Okay. I think Taylor's mom, who is a master at everything, she is the, she is Kris Jenner too. Okay. Like she, all right, all right. She knows all, she sees all. She, I think she scolded Ticketmaster. I think she was like, you don't get an on-sale date because you screwed up the pre-sale date so hard. Mm. You need to get your act together before we even have an on-sale date. But then- I've been doing like algebra in my head. Okay, okay, okay. About how many tickets are even, that John has also done the algebra. Okay, okay, God. okay, you guys are busy. We're, this has been all consuming. I see this. Anyway, they just should have asked us. I, we, we could have sorted this out. Everyone, again, everyone would have tickets. There would be no nine hour queues. Maybe they'll ask. No one has lines like this. Honestly, it was either us or Disneyland that could have fixed this problem. <laughs> Disneyland you, can fix a lot. You know my theory that Disneyland, like, why doesn't Disneyland run the government? I don't know. But, like, when you pull into Disneyland in the parking lot, yeah. you never need to circle to find a spot. They literally just direct you up a ramp, up a ramp, up a ramp to your exact 
parking spot. Do you know this? Have you ever driven to Disneyland? Yes, actually once. Did you drive? No, my no, you just drove. Yeah, and you weren't paying attention, I'm sure. Uh, but it is it is a science. It is crazy. Think about the lines at Disneyland. Oh, I know. Oh, it is. No. Is, is it ever chaos? No, it's no. never. Never. And it's never. always so clean. It's always, oh, God. And the pretzels. You know it, how I feel about the pretzels. I know. They do everything right, except their mountains mistake you. <laughs> right, they do. Splash, <laughs> Splash thunder. Splash and thunder. Right. They, they confuse the Joanna. Totally. But I, anyway, so I feel like Disneyland or the home edit could have solved the Ticketmaster crisis, potentially the Budweiser crisis. I'm not 100% clear on that one, but I'm I think not we could have. positive on the Budweiser. But I think we could have done something. I, anyway, yeah. again, just like where are the con, like I know, I know, I th- I'm sure it's a contract issue, yeah. but I think from an organization perspective, yeah, all right, we, we could just have nailed us. it. Okay, let's get to our guest this week, Ashley Nicole Black. You might know her as a performer on a Black Lady Sketch Show, which is absolutely hilarious. As a writer on Ted Lasso, one Woo-hoo! of my favorite shows ever, and another one of my favorite shows, Full Frontal with Samantha B. And we're also excited to talk to her about her charity, Letters to Santa Fundraiser. That's on December 19th. Um, we're going to get into it with Ashley right now. Ashley Nicole Black, I am such a big fan of yours. You are so accomplished. It's so incredible to speak with you. And we've been such a big fan for so long. I'm so excited. I mean, I should say I'm such a big fan of you all, but you guys know because I'm on your Instagram constantly. Well, we're (laughs) on yours. Yeah, we're on on yours. And I remember actually our very first DM conversation. It was right when our first season of our show came out, Get Organized, and you wrote one of the funniest tweets and we posted it on our feed because you were like, I'm watching this show about a couple ladies who are just working. <laughs> She's like, they're yeah, just totally doing their job. Like, that's it. That's no it. drama. That's it. That's it. Just doing their job. Yeah. And yeah. it just made me laugh so hard because I was like, uh-huh, I guess, I guess that's right. We're just on there, just working, just plugging away. Just organizing yeah. campfires. And that's all I want yeah, to no. see. I don't need you guys to fight. I don't need you to be trying to get mad. I just, I'm happy <laughs> to watch you work. I just, oh. I remember all those tweets at that time. People were like, is this like the most pandemic thing ever? I'm just watching two girls just clean up Pro- a house. Probably yeah, so. Yeah. There are so many shows I want to talk to you about. You have been a part of my favorite shows on TV. So, but before we get to the shows, I want to know, we read that you were in a PhD Mm -hmm. program back at Northwestern. How did you pivot into comedy? Thank God you did. Thank you from all of us. But how did you pivot? (laughs) I know the world would have been so deprived. Believe it or not, comedy is more fun than being a PhD candidate. Um, (laughs) Oh, I believe that. I grew up always wanting to be an actor. That was like all I ever wanted to do as a kid. My parents would be like, oh, do you like this show? They're lawyers. You could be a lawyer. And I was like, no, I want to pretend to be a lawyer. But didn't really see a place for me in the industry. So I went to grad school thinking like I'll teach acting performance, um, performance theory. And for Christmas, my parents just bought me a class at the Second City just to have something fun to do on the weekends because I was going to grad school at Northwestern in Chicago in a city where I didn't know anyone. And I started doing sketch comedy and was like, oh, this is it. Because I had done everything. I did ballet. I did tap. I did traditional Thai dance. That is not a joke. That is a literal thing I studied in school. That's crazy. Nothing was quite it. And then I just did sketch comedy for fun and was like, oh, this is it. I found that. What was the first thing? Yeah. The sketch comedy where you like, where it really clicked. Weirdly, what made it for me, and this is like such a bizarre story, but it's true. I was taking a writing class. I had no intentions on being a writer, but at Second City, you have to write to perform. And so I was sort of taking this writing class because it was required with another class. And I had written a sketch that was so awful, so horrendous, (laughs) 
that it made my teacher cry in the classroom. Oh, no. It really? Upset her. Not, not tears of joy? No. It not tears of joy. It upset her so much. No. And then afterwards, she pulled me aside and she said, you are a writer. You have the ability to make people feel things with your words. And no one had told me that before. And I realized that like that was the missing piece of all the different things that I was trying to communicate, trying to dance, trying to sing, trying to act. I was missing being the writer, being the person who was actually like making the story. So weirdly, it was a very mm-hmm. bad script that started me on the path to being a writer. <laughs> <laughs> However you got there. So you're, We're, I mean, you're a storyteller. You just needed yes, someone to you tell are you a that. storyteller. Speaking of uh, your sketch comedy career, let's talk about a black lady sketch show because I think it is genius. It is so funny. It makes me actually belly laugh. It is, you, all of you are incredible. It seems to me watching it, like you guys are all best friends hanging out and just making hilarious TV. How much of it is scripted and how much of it are you guys just out there improving and like being yourselves? It's a lot scripted, probably more than people would think. As someone who is a professional improviser, most improv on set is not useful. <laughs> Typically, we always are sure to like get the scripted scene shot and then get okay. a few more takes with improv in it. And um, some sketches will have no improv. Some sketches really come together in the improv and you find like a different aspect of your character. Um, But I think it's probably more scripted than people think that it is. I think that it's a tribute to how much connectivity you guys have then, because it seems like you guys are just having the best time and like off the cuff with some of the, I mean, like, again, I laugh so hard thinking it doesn't even seem like it could be a written joke, you know, like it seems so natural. So it's really, uh, really funny. We also have an all black woman writers room on that show. So I think the characters just feel so real and so lived in because they are authentic and it's really easy. Like nothing's better as an actor than getting a good script because it just makes it so easy Mm -hmm. to like feel like a real person when there are those little details things that feel specific to that person it allows you to then fill in your imagination of everything that's happened in their life to this point which makes performing easier and improv easier when you get a script that doesn't have those specific details it makes your job so much harder does improv now like if you were to do a class or or teach a class or do anything like that would it feel like work to you or does it still like kind of get you oh no i love it and i love to teach because i feel like everyone needs to take an improv class because it's really it's not really about People always say, like, how do you learn to improvise? Because it's pretend. And it's not about learning to do something. It's about unlearning all of those things that society Mm. has put on us to, like, shut us up and put us in a box, kind of. And it's really about training to be able to step out of the box. So nothing makes me happier than watching people have those moments where they, like, stick a little toe out. (laughs) We should try a class with her. Uh, I I took an improv class. I was was awful. (laughs) I just want to say I was so awful because I was so in your head. Yes. And I was like embarrassed, you know, to like what, like what's going to come out of my mouth. And I always thought in my head, I was like, I could, I feel like I could memorize lines and deliver them. What I can't deliver is just like comedy and myself. And and anyway, suffice it to say, this is not our career. (laughs) No, it's it's not. But it would be fun to take a class. Yeah, it would be fun to take a class. I feel like we could do a whole series of things. Like there are a lot of classes we could take. Turns out we're, we're not very talented. No, so. right. We have a lot to learn. We do have a lot to learn. All right. We'll be right back after this break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. 
Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay, so Ashley, I need to tell you, one of the things I've been trying to get Joanna to do for so long now yeah. is watch Ted Lasso. You haven't watched because- Ted Lasso? No. No, no, no. In, in preparation for this, she watched nine episodes <laughs> I yesterday. could... Yeah. No, no. One sitting. <laughs> one sitting. And my husband... I, it was maybe the rudest thing I've ever done. He had a flight at like five this morning and I'm, I couldn't stop. I, I told, I've been telling her this. I think my whole, I've been missing my whole life by not watching Thank it sooner. Thank you. I know. What if I said? It was made it was, for it you, Joanna. I can't believe how brilliant it is. <laughs> I also can't believe how wrong you were. It wasn't that I didn't <laughs> want to watch it. I just hadn't sat down. I knew that you were right, but I really sat down and I cannot handle it's how the, much it's I- the best show in the world it truly there's so few shows that bring me I didn't even know I needed this joy in my life until I started watching Ted Lasso well, I think similar to your show it came out during the pandemic we didn't know what we were going to need in that time and there's so many like totally. dark stories and like bad men stories and then you're yeah. like I'm locked in my house <laughs> I th- not today <laughs> it's so funny I read something I forget oh maybe it was um Maybe it was at an award show acceptance. It's very possible. Where they were like, it's amazing that America has uh, loved the show so much because it's two things we don't like, which is happiness <laughs> and soccer. So it's like, it, you know, and I and I think that it's so funny, but it's like, we don't know what we need until we have it. Oh, wow. And so first of all, I want to congratulate you on the most brilliant writing. What's been the most fun part of working on a show like this? I mean, this is so cheesy, but the people, I didn't, um, yeah. I had met Jason before um, because we both, work with the same charity. Um, But other than that, I hadn't met anyone who worked on the show and they're just the loveliest, kindest people. And it was just like, and it was pandemic. So we were stuck in the house, we were working over Zoom and you would just like get on Zoom every morning and just be like enveloped in this little love bubble and then just be like, who should kiss? And like, (laughs) oh my God. Can you even pick a favorite character? I just have to know. Like, is there somebody you just love the most? Or love writing for the most, you know? Who's just so fun to write for? It really depends on the day because like my inner queen, I want to be Rebecca, but I'm not actually a Rebecca. So Mm -hmm. it's fun to like live in that headspace and write for her. Mm -hmm. Um, I love like the sweetness of Sam so much. And I actually really love writing locker room scenes. Um, I'm a big fan of a big group scene in any show, but all of these Mm -hmm. like lovely young men who are like figuring themselves out and are so close with each other. And that's like the relationship I have with my friends that we just like clown each other and, but also incredibly intimate with each other. And so those are some of my favorite like scenes to write or those like big group scenes. The character development on the show is insane. Where people are in episode one, season one, and where they get to is just... It's amazing. Like, again, I've never laughed so hard, but also been so Oh, I was sobbing. I mean, I was sobbing. No, I know. But I was beaming and sobbing at the same crazy. time. It really I know. is. It's an odd feeling because you literally are beaming, you're crying, and you're laughing, like, all at the same time. One of the things I love the most, and I was telling Joanna 
the best thing about Ted Lasso is watching it a second time because you catch, it's a very fast show. You guys are you're pretty good at your job. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I just got to say, you guys write in such, the comedic timing is so fast paced. Yeah, and there's no dead scenes. There's nothing no, that's like, there's no like filler. A, no filler flower. We always say filler flower. There's no filler flower. None. There's no cantaloupe. There's no filler fruit. No like, it's like all, it's all berries. No, right. it's all berries. And it, it's so, so good. And it's funny, my parents are also huge fans of Ted Lasso. And my parents, the second time they watch it, they watch it with subtitles on so that they, they could catch all I the jokes. I thought about it yesterday. Cause I was like, I'm missing too much. I'm missing too much. I know it's stressful, but it's just so good. Did you guys expect, I mean, of course, when things come out in the pandemic, much like our show, there's like no way to really, it's like coming out in a whole different time in the entire world where everyone's grappling with different things and need different things, like a joyful show. Did you guys just have any idea that it was going to be the success that it, no, that it is? No, no way. I mean, I didn't work on season one. I came in on season two and when we started working on season two, season one was out. It really didn't even like it was a very slow hit because when the yeah. show first came out, people weren't necessarily watching it. And then people started tweeting about it and turning each other onto it. It was really like word of mouth. So mm-hmm. not only did we not expect it, it like happened very slow and very weird. And then all of a sudden it's like 20 Emmy nominations and you're like, oh, <laughs> insane. Okay, another one. You've been on so many of my favorite shows. Full Frontal yep. with Samantha B. Amazing. Tell awesome. me what that was like because again, you you've been a part of so much so much different writing and different styles and different levels of comedy and irreverence and politics and and again, Ted Lasso, which is its own, you know, beast. Tell me like what was it like working on Full Frontal? Did you write your own segments? What what how was that? Yeah, I Full Frontal was my first TV job. So I was coming out of Second City and kind of traditionally a late night job. That's like an easier transition from Second City to late night um, than to other kinds of TV. So I had been in Second City for a few years. I was like, I'm going to try to get a writing job. And I just started like um, doing every fellowship and everything. And I got my hands on Mm -hmm. the full frontal packet and the show didn't exist yet. So they sort of describe like what the show is going to be. And then you write sample pieces and send them in. And when they Mm -hmm. described it, I mean, the friend who passed to me was like, this is your show. And when I read it, I was like, this is me. It's like someone went rooting through my brain and described it on paper. (laughs) And then we're looking for people to make it. One of the things, I I mean, I'm a huge fan of Samantha Bee too, gigantic fan. It's really honestly very cool to see women in late night because I think that it's a very male dominated industry. Shout out to all of them. You know, they're all very funny too. All of the Jimmys, (laughs) the Seths, the everyone. Look, you know, men can be funny also. (laughs) Like I'm not saying they're not. There's a space for them, I suppose. I'm not saying they're not funny, but I think that... Full Frontal was just, I, as a woman, such a yeah. breath of fresh air, hearing comedy from just, can oh, I say badass on this? Is this going to yeah, make it not no, I clean? It, I don't know if it, does this change our rating? <laughs> it's a one word. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's a one, one word. word. Yeah. Um, is there any like interview or any segment or any anything that kind of stood out to you that you were like most proud of on that show? Oh, that's a good question. Um, not a specific one, but in general, after our first year, a study was done. And we talked more about women's health care than any program mm-hmm. on television. So that's more than CNN, more than MSNBC, more than any other wow, late night. Wow. This little half hour a week late night show covered right. the issues that when women are getting thinking about getting ready to vote, need to hear about and just nobody's talking yeah. about them. So I was really proud mm-hmm. of like the times that we 
spread light on issues that not necessarily were the talking point of the day, but we're like, here's something really important that's going on that like, Mm -hmm. you may not even Mm -hmm. know is happening, but is really vital for you to know. Well, and it's so interesting because you could bring comedy to, to serious topics in a way that, you know, CNN or MSNBC really can't. I mean, right. You guys do bring levity to the seriousness. And, you know, I think that- And it's again, a real art and a gift. And we see it every now and then. Like, I think SNL sometimes does a good job yes. of it. And, you know, like there there are certain shows that I think are are good at shining a light on something and letting it be funny. But also it's funny because it's like true. And it's, it's also uncomfortable because it's true. Right. You know? Right. And so there is a- you know, specific comedy genius in that, which obviously you guys have. Is there anything else you think in your total career, which is spans so much and so many other shows that we haven't even talked about, like Bob's Burgers? <laughs> I'm obsessed with Bob's Burgers too. I, I mean, honestly, Ashley was in everything. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's hard to even uh, section it down. But is there anything that you're just in your whole career just most proud of? Um, <laughs> This is such a weird answer, but someone once tweeted like, I don't get Ashley Nicole Black. It's like a girl you went to high school with somehow got on television. And <laughs> I think it's not an individual thing, but it's just that people feel like they're like, oh, I know that girl. Or, you know, like if that's how I felt, I was like, oh, yeah, my friend. That, and right. I love that. No, I mean, you do. I think you are so relatable and funny. And again, your Twitter is also so funny. That's the, that's the first way I think I even got connected to you is just you're on your Twitter is just so you're so funny in a very like dry, real way where you do feel you're like, oh my God, is this person my friend? <laughs> I have a couple people like that that I that I follow on Twitter and I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm not a tweeter. I'm a I'm a Twitter reader. I'm like one of those. Oh, I would be scared to tweet. Yeah, it's not a great time. It's not it's it's actually specifically right now, not a great time. Right, right. Uh, but but you know, it all it made me laugh. I was actually on Twitter the other day where it was like the night where everyone was like saying goodbye to each other. You know, the night that was like everyone collectively was like, you know what, this is it, the end. And and um someone first of all was like, We're all gonna be embarrassed tomorrow because like it's still gonna be here and we all just like grieve. It's like when the plane's going down and everyone thinks they think the plane's gonna go down. And then it like goes back up. It's like almost famous. That's right, right. Where you like admit everything to each other. Yeah. But it's just funny because everyone was like, you know, every day before it's like this is a hellscape site that everyone hates. And then that night, everyone was like, this is where I got my start in life. I just would like to thank my friends, my family. My, I owe my career to Twitter. Um, it's just like f- funny how how quickly that changed. Are you still on Twitter? Are you going to use Twitter still? Do I have to like grieve you being I'm gone I'm still from Twitter? on Twitter. Um, we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? It, yeah, even like in terms of people like tweeting their goodbyes, you can see the breakdown. Like links are broken more, stuff lo- loads slower. Like it is deteriorating. It yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah, it is true. It is slowly deteriorating. I will go on Twitter again. I don't know. I don't tweet. I guess I could. I just never have. And but I do read Twitter. I get my a lot of my news from Twitter. And when I go on now, I notice that like the timeline is like from two days yeah. ago. Like I feel like yeah. it's so not. That's really true. And it's such a current like medium that it, it should be more current. I think it's just because no one works there anymore. Right. But the weather one, we follow this weather guy, this like Nashville weather guy. Okay. <laughs> First of all, let me just tell you, Ashley, the most famous person in Nashville. I'm just telling you right now is he has a Twitter handle that's Nashville severe Nash Nash, Na- Nash severe. Weather. Weather X or yeah. something. I don't even know that. He's the most famous person. I don't know his handle, but it's a complicated handle. But every single person in Nashville follows this guy for immediate breaking news for weather because we're like, is there a tornado yeah. happening? Yeah. Is there a terrible storm? What, you know, whatever. And, and he yeah, knows. Here you need it. And he knows. I don't know why. He's we, in the sky. He's he, like, it, we've all trusted him yeah. more than we've trusted anyone else ever. And all of Nashville will agree to this. I recently found out he's a dad at our kid's school. 
He's a dad at our kid's school. Yeah, no. Because also he's doing something useful. Like here in LA, we just obviously just had an election and we elected a new controller, which is like a role that Mm -hmm. most people don't even know exists. But there's this young guy and he just put up billboards with the city budget on it. Like, did you know what percentage of money the city's spending on policing, homelessness, COVID, whatever, and just around the city information? He got more votes than anyone has ever gotten in the city of Los Angeles in history. Because he just provided useful information. We're like, oh, I didn't know. It's all we want. You're like, actually, now I have so many eyes on this and now I can make informed decisions. I think that, you know what? We should take that as a lesson to all of us. All people want just to be informed. They do. And they just want transparency. I mean, let's be honest. That's really what people are looking for. And I bet you the other guy running, I bet you he was like, no one even knows what this is. I could just like, I could just like skate under the surface and probably just like get Yeah, this guy is literally just the information and a picture of a cute corgi. And I think that's just like (laughs) the perfect (laughs) recipe. Isn't that all we want? (laughs) Like, give me, give me, we talk, we've literally talked about corgis a few times on this podcast because we're obsessed with their tushes. Yeah. yeah. And like, I love Best. a corgi is in two parts. It's like the front corgi doesn't even know what's happening. <laughs> I know we that. can't talk about George Conway on this show, but he's also, I mean, we he, can I, have, talk. I have conflicted feelings about him on so many George levels. George Conway does have two corgis that but he's obsessed he's with. he's obsessed. His goal for Twitter is to only be talking about corgis. And I think that's a use, that's good. That's I agree. Great. I agree. I think people should only talk about <laughs> corgis. Okay, so in our at the end of every podcast, we give five minutes for hugs. So we go around the table and we talk about one thing right now that we're currently obsessed with, which obviously we all know Joanna's obsession, but we're going to let her say it anyway because <laughs> yeah. because you know what? It's it's way late. I'm so late to the party. But anything that you feel right now that you're just like, yes, I am I am loving this moment in life. And, yeah. All right, Joanna. All right, do you want to take it away? I will kick it off with Ted Lasso. <laughs> Joanna's the last person in the, the Lasso world. person. The la- oh, I know I couldn't help it. Now she's already acting like oh Ted. <laughs> it's so right. It's so embarrassing. Like yeah. she's gonna bring start bringing me biscuits. Yeah, wait till she yeah. starts oh, wearing merch. Totally. Oh, no, she's so close to me. I know. Oh, it. I'm one minute away. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a zip up in two seconds. Hundred percent. Oh God, it's just the best. All right, I what let I'm gonna let you go, Ashley. Well, I mean. Any place other than this, this would be a cheesy answer, but I did clean out my closet this weekend and I am so proud of myself. (gasps) I keep just like opening it and looking at it and I want to like text the group chat and I'm like, nobody cares about my closet. And I was like, I'm talking to Joanna. We do. We do. We do, Ashley. You You can text us. Our group chat. You send it to us. You you can text us and we will tell you. We'll we'll start a new group chat after this. Yes. I want to see pictures. Okay, I will say the thing that I am, I'm fi- I'm just happy. Let's be in December. I am like ready for the holidays. I'm ready for full holiday mode. I put my tree up very early in November and I feel like I'm living Christmas by myself in November. Like people are not really <laughs> living it with me at that time. Right. And it's finally my time because right. it's you, finally right. December. People see you now. People see me now. I can start playing Christmas music loud, like with, with the windows down <laughs> if I want, you know? Like I am just... I'm so happy. I'm relieved. My daughter, who is so me, she's always like stressed about Christmas Day. Like she doesn't want it to be Christmas Day. She wants it to be Christmas yes. season. I get that. I am happy for Christmas season. Yeah. All right. What, what's your big no? All okay, right. Ashley, the, you start. With the, no, this, we have to tell her. We, <laughs> oh, right. we have to tell you what it is. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> at the opposite of what we're obsessed with, what is a hard pass for you at this very moment that's just like a no thank you? It could be anything. Joanna, you, you, why don't you start sure. because you already started. Okay. My, I would say this. 
loafers are are no for me. Joanna did proclaim. I did. A- I think they look so cute on other people. I feel like an imposter <laughs> if I was to even try try any version of them on. I, a slide one. I've been a loafer. A I've one. started loafers recently. I think I feel like an imposter. I I recently decided I love a loafer though. I don't Is, not if, love them. But did I you just, decide you didn't like them because you've seen me in them? No, <laughs> I just think I'm I can't pull them off. So you look at me and you're like, that's a no. No, I'm like, wow, you can pull them off. Okay. Yeah, right. it's actually a compliment. It's a compliment. I've, yes. I, I didn't take it that way. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, I'm All giving right. it to you that way. So Joanna's a no for loafers. Yeah. All right. Okay, Ashley, what what is what is a no for you? I really don't know. Well, what a positive mindset. I know. Well, I was going to say, you caught me on a good day, but I do have one. PMS. <laughs> oh, oh, such a no. My PMS such is out no. of control. I now just need to like sleep for a full week before my period. And I don't think that I should be required to sleep a fourth of my life. Like, I just don't <laughs> think that's okay. I don't think you should either. Yeah. Let me let me tell you something about Joanna. And this, this also goes for, there are a couple, you know, when you work together and when you're around people together, your cycles start kind of like evening out together. I, thankfully, I have an IUD, so I haven't had my period in like 100 years. So I don't have this issue. Joanna spends three weeks of every month either (laughs) about to have her period, on her period, or recovering from her period. I'm so excited this is going to air. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. You know what? I think it's all, you know what? It's things that we should talk about. It is things we should talk about. And it's true. And sometimes I'm happy because it gives me an out to eat salty foods. You know, like, who wants an out? You're talking about syncing up. So at the Full Frontal staff, we all were on one. One schedule and Cycle, I of course. remember like going into the kitchen where all the snacks were and there was like one like really good bag of like kettle chips and then like the trash potato yeah. chips and I walk in Sam walks in behind me I realize there's no more kettle chips and like tear up and look behind me and she's about to cry too <laughs> That is so how I feel too. Like if something disappoints, like a, when you're in it, I so no, see you. When when Joanna yeah. and I film, when we film our show, everyone's cycle gets synced up. Like so, everyone's complaining at the same time. Everyone's crying at the same time. Everyone's hungry at the same time. <laughs> Again, no kettle chips. Like the takis are gone. <laughs> like everyone is like it's a problem for everyone. And but again, like people and I don't have this problem. So all I hear from everyone (laughs) is about literally they're starting their period. They're on their period. They're ending their period. They're like, like literally I'm like, do you guys have one week off? I did when I was pregnant. I had had nine months I feel so bad for everyone. Anyway, it's just like I have a lot of problems. That's just like not one. No, it's not one. Okay. I'll tell you what a no for me is the last three weeks I have ordered Starbucks and they have been out of holiday cups. And let me tell you, I have the ability to make coffee in my own house. I have chosen during holiday cup season to go get my coffee at Starbucks. They take my money. They don't tell me (laughs) that there are no holiday cups. And then they deliver me coffee in a regular cup. And I'm just like, you should have told me from the beginning. I would have walked right out. I would have gone back to my, I could make, I can make coffee. I have the ability to do it. You should buy some red cups and just keep them in your car so you can transfer it to yourself. I should, I'm, I honestly, I was so mad about I, it. I, I understand that. I, it's again, it's part of my Christmas time season. Like this right. is a they're tradition for me. Of, right. They're robbing I you of I a- actually don't believe in spending money on Starbucks every day. Like I am not that person. But during the holiday times, I'm like, this makes sense for me. I think you need a backstock of red cups in your car. I think that that might be the case. I'm pretty, it starts my day off pretty rough. <laughs> I have to admit. Well, this is the supply chain. Admit. You know, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, that's we're right. all feeling it. Can we also it. say, you know what? You yes, know what's another no for weird me? ways, right? The supply chain. The, the supply, supply chain. No, no you know what is often out of supply chain? What? Almond milk. Oh, and hot sorry about sauce, that. sucks. Which is like. And Clausen pickles. Oh, I love a Clausen pickle. You, 
They're cloths and pickles okay, are out. I have not. So right now, the only thing you can get are spears. No. It's been a year. No, no. How I don't even like not discuss. I don't this. like a spear. I like uh, a whole pickle, half pickle at best. Spears are trash. Uh, spears are. Oh, wait, we need to really unpack this later. I have so many. No, feelings I have about so this. many thoughts. And let me just say, COVID. The actual name for COVID has a nineteen at the end of it. We have been dealing <laughs> with this for years. If you haven't figured out how to restock my pickles, that is, you no longer have a pickle company. Also, are there a shortage of cucumbers? Because that's all it needs. All but again, why can they cut them into spears but not any other shape? <laughs> have we forgot, like lost the ability to make a good pickle? But again, like there are so oh. many things. Have you tried ordering furniture in the last oh. three you years? To, you're like on your third house by the time it comes. No, Leo. it's like, I can't. E anyway, again, the supply right, chain this, could right, get this me is, going. Right, this is not about us. But I just feel like yeah. if I hear one more time because of COVID, it's like, no, like at this Come point in life- another another reason. You, we need another reason yeah. because it, we're all in COVID. Yeah. It's COVID I'm forever. not allowed to be like, oh, I didn't finish that script because of COVID. <laughs> like, I know, COVID did no longer count as an excuse. We don't like stop doing our job because right, I was really tired because COVID happened last year. Right. And, and it's the like, year before. But I can't get a throw pillow. <laughs> like what in the actual, I am so sick of it. And anyway, this is, this is a grievance for a, a whole podcast. Yeah. But we can have COVID grievance. I COVID am grievances. just, that could be another, we, we, we could turn five minutes for hugs into just COVID grievances. <laughs> no, it's really true. It's like, where do you draw the line with COVID? I know. I know. But yeah. again, the pickle thing really got yeah, me. Yeah. I, right. Um, okay. All right. I want to also just talk about your current project. Poverty Alleviation Charities Letters to Santa. Tell, tell me about that. Tell me about the fundraiser. So uh, Joanna hasn't watched the Christmas episode yet, but you know- I have not. No, but, you have not. But, I'm, but I in will In that be. episode, you see Ted and Rebecca go and deliver presents. So that's based on a real oh. charity um, that I've been involved with for years, that Jason's involved with. And basically what they do every year is they raise a bunch of money. They do a show that's 24 hours of improv and music. If you're in Chicago, you can go check it out. It's so much fun. Some of the performers oh, I go. do yeah. perform for the full 24 hours. You just watch them deteriorate as what? humans. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and also, we've been doing this wow. for a while, like so everyone's getting older. They are hanging in there. I don't do the whole 24 sure. hours. But, um, no. Oh, my God. Everyone's needs yeah. hurt. <laughs> we raise a ton of money and then just give it to families in need. And they do answer kids' letters to Santa, buy them their Christmas presents. But in addition to that, oh. whatever the parents need, if it's money for rent, um, car note, a laptop to go to school, like whatever it is, it's just giving money to people who need it. So it's my favorite oh. charity because I feel like a lot of times people try to figure out like, what could we do to help that? No, people who don't have money just need money. So... <laughs> Yes. Right. Um, right. Right. Give right. them money. Yeah. Give right. them the things. And none need. of the money goes to our operating costs or anything. Like a hundred percent of donations will go directly to a family that needs it. Wow, this that's, is amazing. That's amazing. I really would love I know. to go to this. When? I, when? When is it? Tell it me. It is December nineteenth. Um, and if you go to twenty four hourmarathon.org, you can buy tickets or donate or just see more about the charity. Oh, I love Fabulous. that. I know. Next also, year, Chicago is on our... Chicago's one of our favorite cities it in the world. It really it's is. the best. All right. Well, this has been so fun. Thank, Thank you, you for joining so us. Thank you so much for doing so this with us. I'm so glad we finally got to have a conversation. I didn't even need for it to be a I podcast. Know. I just want to hang out. No, this was well, amazing. Well, next time in real life. Like, that's what I mean. No. I'm going to force your hand. And send us pictures of your closet. Oh, like, I'm seriously thinking about it. Yeah. No, I, I do really want to see It's not color-coded, but it is clean. And that's, that's you know what? all that matters. That's all that matters. Whatever works for you is the best system Absolutely. We are like, there is no one size fits all for any kind of organization. Whatever works for you is the best option. So 
Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. We Thank love you. Thank you so much for doing this. It was so, so fun to talk to you. And we've really, next time we, we're yeah, together. next time tacos. And Ted Lasso has changed both of our lives. Joy is currently being changed. I, so, I'm in, yeah. in metamorphosis. Yeah, I need a text <laughs> when you get to the end of season two. There will be feelings. Oh, <laughs> there yes. will be feelings. Oh, I already have them. <laughs> I'm know, scared. I know. All right, tacos next time. Yeah, okay. for sure. All right, bye. 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 Okay, so I am thrilled that Ashley Nicole Black joined us today, but I am most thrilled that she, basically her being on, pressured you into watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> it was just the final push that I needed. It wasn't that it wasn't going to happen. Oh, no, Joanna, it would not. It, it could have taken you years. It years. Might, it might have taken. It already has taken you years. No, how, when did it come out? 2020. Oh Yes. Oh, okay. It took me years. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it took you years. All right. It took me years, but here I am. And okay. I'm living my best life now. I told you. It's so good. Uh, can can you tell me what is, like, what is one of your favorite scenes? Or is, is it hard to remember? Because you watched it now in one I, long I block. did watch it. I, I couldn't tell you, like, which episode is which because I literally was one straight stream. I couldn't okay. turn it off. But, and this was a touching one, which I wouldn't normally go to. But when she sings, when Rebecca sings, Let It Go. Oh, I know. And her voice is so beautiful. And all of it just... On oh, the divorce, I, just like everything. I know. I feel like that is like super emotional. But what about when you found out that um, Ted was the one who was making her biscuits every morning? Oh, all, all of it. Yeah, I, sh- I shed a tear for that one too. It's all of it. But it's so funny, especially like when he just always calls her boss I and like comes boss. in. And when it comes up on his phone. Right, and when she offers him tea and he's like, why would I want to drink like dirty, dirty dishwater? Totally dirty. And he's like, I, I still stand by it. It's dirty yeah. dishwater. Right. <laughs> he is so funny. It's so good. It's so good on every level. Nothing's glossed over. Nothing. Like, there's not a single, like, millimeter second of the show yeah. that isn't intentional. Yes. And I think that's what Shit's Creek had, too. I agree with that. And here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. By the time you get to the end of season two, you actually will start falling in love with each character, like, individually in different ways that you didn't expect. Really? Yeah. It's actually, it becomes like, you know when you have another child and you're like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to love my second child as right. much as my first child? Right, right, right. But then you have your second child and your heart just, like, splits into two and you have, like, I didn't even know I could expand yeah. my love. Yeah, I get that. And then you start loving all these other people. So anyway, your whole life's ahead of you is all I'm saying. I, I, I believe that. And I, really I can't wait for you to get to the end of season two. We can watch season three together. Like, when it's, I know it's not out yet so that we can, like. When is it out? I don't have this information. Oh. We should have asked Ashley. Why didn't we oh, ask Ashley? God, we should have All asked right, Ashley. Back. I mean, that is a wasted question. Truly. What, I know. What well, there's, there's been a lot of speculation about when it's coming out because they had a lot of starts and stops while filming. Oh. And I think they had like shutdowns and all sorts of stuff. We get to watch it together. We get to watch it together. Oh my God. We can also watch season two together. I'll rewatch it with you. No, I got to watch it once and then we'll watch it again. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but Nate the Great... He has a real, they're a real turn of events. Is he not who I want him to be? Joanna, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to spoil anything no, for you. No, I don't like surprises. Well, that's what shows are. Like, no, inherently, that's why I don't like shows. Okay, but, but inherently, like, a show takes turns, right? There there are surprises. Is he going to disappoint me? I, I cannot tell you that. Have you gotten to the episode at the Greek uh, restaurant yet? Okay, then you haven't. It's a, with his parents? No. Okay. So they're just you're not going to be able to guess what happened. So it don't bother. I know you're going to- No, all I can do is bother. Uh, then all you can do is watch it. Just watch I it. I will. I'll be up all night. But when you get to that episode, I want you to call uh, Ashley and me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk about your feelings. Okay. There are feelings. You've never read Harry Potter. No. But like at the end of book six, 
you you close the book. I don't know if I can have feelings. Again, this is why I can't typically watch shows. But again, these are books, okay? Harry Potter is a book. I know. I mean, movies too, but it started as books. (laughs) When you finish book six, you have to go phone a friend. Like there, there are things that happen where you just- I don't know. Is it going to be heavy? I'm. It's just going to change. I That's, don't know if I can handle that. Well, you're going to have to, my friend. And you're just <laughs> going to have to trust me on this. But I want you to call me. I mean, I mean, at the end of every, every episode, you can call me. Okay. I, I would like to hear your thoughts on, I can't wait for you to get to the Christmas one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Oh, the Christmas one is the, you will be dying because I don't know. If, well, whatever. We can get to this and unpacked our love for Christmas everything or my love for <laughs> Christmas everything. <laughs> Joanna still celebrates Hanukkah, I which do. I do too, but yeah. Christmas I go hard in. You're like, yes. uh, but Ted Lasso plus Christmas. Oh, okay. chef's kiss. All right. All right. Chef's kiss. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for joining Thank us. Thank you and, guys. And head over to Best Friend Energy Unpacked where we talk about, I don't know, all sorts of things that we, Christmas, pickle spears. Definitely pickle spears. Supply chain shortages, all, all the things that we just touched on <laughs> in this episode. Best Friend Energy Unpacked. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with new episodes. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on socials at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Our producers are Ben Odo and Danielle Jones-Wesley. Our associate producer is Cami York. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at Hello Sunshine and The Home Edit are Lauren Lagarde, Allie Bridgers, and and us. us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know, once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training, but from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.